Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop, the podcast, all things pop culture. I'm your host, Stefan Trice. Of course, join me is my co-host, Biko. Hello. Hey, guys. Welcome to the week. We're like one, one week away from Christmas. That's coming up next week. And, of course, mm. um, Spider-Man comes out this week as well. Of course, um, Sony decided to post a video saying, please don't spoil the movie. I mean, the movie comes out Friday, and you know, it already came out in other places. Uh, I think they had the premiere, red card premiere yesterday. Oh crap! So, but Sony did like a little video with the stars, with Tom Holland, um, with Zadaya, and uh, the guy who plays um, Ned, saying <laughs> telling the fans, like urging the fans, not to spoil the film because right now, it's, since it's only in theaters, it's not going to be like anywhere, you know, just in theaters. So, it'll yeah. be a theater to release. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I don't, I don't know. We're going to see it probably not the first weekend. We could try, but it's probably going to be hard. Yeah. Because I think we're now with COVID and stuff, they might have to limit how many people they're going to have in the cinemas, too. Yeah, and I don't want to go and you have to sit really close in the front row and stuff. It's just not better. It's not a good experience. You might as well watch it um, after the first Premier League. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll still get probably a lot of people, but... Obviously not as close to what it could have been, uh, but like you said, with them limiting stuff with COVID, with the um, the crown alone going around and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we gotta be uh, probably mandating masks inside again. So with that, theaters, which is gonna be interesting for a couple of these movies coming out, right? The ones that are only gonna be exclusively in theaters, how now that's gonna hurt their pockets a little more, which. As you, you gotta. I'm not saying feel for the executives of these these two houses, but it's probably got kick in the crotch to them because it's like, what else can we do, right? Now they're over here probably on the phones calling the the governors of the state to like not do enforce that or like just give them a pass, you know? Like I'm sure that shit still goes on, but like you gotta you gotta imagine that their profits already tanking since the start of the pandemic. Some movies are showing promise, like obviously with the pre-orders of this movie, they're 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 raking a lot to be the top movie grossing for the box office for the weekend already. They're predicting it. It's it, which is probably gonna happen. We have a lot of other movies coming out, but Spider-Man's probably gotten the most marketing. I like drive by a, a, a billboard of that movie like every day, so. And that's what I'm seeing, been seeing like online on social media about Spider-Man sort of like theories people coming up with theories. Um, they had like you know Willem Dafoe, Jamie Fox, and. Alfred Molina having like a interview thing, like a villains panel, so to say. And 
you know, they're having like a villains panel explain like how they, how you know their experiences on the set, how one of they had to be wearing a cloak, I guess, to be hidden. I think before Tom Holland ran into him and stuff. And I mean, it's good seeing those actors like Jimmy Fox as well, like their their characters getting you know pretty much redeemed. Basically, like I like Electro Suit in the trailer. It looks so much better than that. I don't know why they were trying to make him a member of the Blue Man Group or that Mr. Manhattan from Watchmen. That's what it reminded me of Mr. Manhattan from Watchmen because he was all blue. I'm like, Electro's not blue. You know, I do like for the fact that his suit's much better. He's getting redeemed. And, you know, and then of course, it's good to see Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock. I do love him as Doc Ock. So, I mean, I was good to see him coming back as that. I mean, Will Defoe is the Goblin. I mean, yeah, we get to see the Green Goblin again, but I heard that his suit's going to be his first suit. Supposedly, rumors saying that his first suit when he first appears is, of course, from the Raimi universe, but um, they're teasing possibly an upgrade, an upgrade suit. Something more closer tie into the comics, basically. Mm-hmm. So, because um, remember, Sam Raimi is directing the Doctor Strange sequel. That's supposed to stay for next year. And right now, our little my my cat right now is like Cyrus. He's a little excited because it's Christmas. So, <laughs> if that was the sound of him trying to go through presents, like his presents all the way in the bottom. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and of course, you know the whole tease. Well, Andrew Garfield and Tony McGuire make their appearance because supposedly this is a whole multiverse thing. But of course, Sony. I've been reading too, like Sony and Marvel. Supposedly, Tom Holland is committed to one more Sony Marvel um, collaboration. He's he's committed to one more film, but um, right now there's like talks that maybe once they're doing this whole multiverse thing, they kind of lead to Tom Holland possibly appearing in mostly Sony only Spider-Man films, possibly trilogy, even though it has not been confirmed by the Sony heads. Even though Amy Pascal has been saying there's a possibility they're working on that because um, the Venom, you know, the Venom Let There Be Carnage. Film the post credit scene for that kind of showed um, Tom Hardy's character appearing in in the the MCU universe at the end. That's one of the post credit scenes. Dude, what are you doing? He wakes up in his apartment and uh, he wakes up in a room in, in an apartment and he sees in the outside he sees that J. Jonah Jameson, you know, reveal screen revealing that you know Peter Parker, next Spider Man is Peter Parker. So. That's a big question too because that's the whole thing of Pi Sony like teasing, you know, we got this plans going forward with once, you know, Sony and Marvel's like collaboration ends. They're still seeing Tom Han as being staying on as Spider-Man, even though Tom Han says maybe it's about time we bring in Miles Morales into the MCU or into the film universe as well. I mean, that's a big question in the air as well. And then um But like I said, with Spider Man's been like overly done so that's why the property that people were excited, you know, he, you know, we were happy when, when he was brought into Civil War, when, you know, it became a whole Sony and Marvel MC, Marvel Studios collaboration, because Sony still technically still owns the rights to Spider-Man, because as long as they have IPs created for Spider-Man, they can still make the films, because of the whole agreement and stuff. And the whole multiverse is, I think it's a way for Marvel Studios to, like, pretty much introduce other characters into the fold. Well, they have to, because a lot of the characters they have now, I mean, I don't know how long they can run with some of these ones, especially if, like, they're going to keep doing the 
split some of the characters on t- have their own TV series, and then those be not so lackluster that they got to switch back to movies. And then if their movies start lacking quality, especially if they can't sell a lot of these new characters, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> not that Disney has a chance of going bankrupt, but like as far as them taking these big properties on and thinking that they can still continue to do these new phases and thinking that it's going to sell the same as mm-hmm. it did in the past. And this is post, uh, I guess, COVID times, technically. Original COVID times. So it's like, all this stuff is going gonna, is gonna to change. And I, I don't know, like some of these characters, they are bringing it, they are interesting and it is cool for like people who are already Marvel fans. And I'm not talking like cinematic Marvel fans. I mean like people who, who read the comics, the stuff yeah. or yeah like and are at least somewhat aware of these characters i think it's good for them to see it but like the general audience i feel like that's gonna that way they might weigh down a bit because like if people can see that home like i haven't seen shang chi in the theater i still have to see that film right, i, I still gotta see it plus now so it's like it's Same here with Black Widow. That's on Disney Plus, and then um... yeah, but it's like we don't have to even go to the theater anymore to watch it if it's just going to get pumped up there. So it's like what we didn't have before, we have it now. So I think like like in top of like an incentive, basically. Yeah, like now it's just the only thing that gets you in a sentence if you have a more of an endearment towards a different char- like a specific character, like Black Panther, or Iron Man, whatever. Right, the case. These new characters, I don't think they have the same draw because not, these are like a whole other layer now that this new cast of people are coming through. I know the X-Men's going to help tremendously. We know it's going to help like a ton. But as far as like, oh, let's still continue Black Panther for a bit, but we don't know how that's going to work. Let's do a part two of Doctor Strange. Let's do it this and that. Like these guys aren't young either. Like. Tom Holland's already tried not to get into another one, and he's only 20-something because he wants to do other shit. And that's cool. But that's why. It's like, he's young, but he already sees, like, the writing on the wall for himself. Yeah, like, they did one of them being, like, typecasting, basically. Yeah, because, yeah, you get a lot of money and stuff, and that's great, but, like, they're constantly shooting. They're they're all over the place, and they got to be, like, physically fit doing training while doing that shit. Remembering lines. I'm not going to tell anybody that an actor's job is easy. It's not. I'm sure it's not easy, but uh, no job is. But I feel like when it comes to Marvel movies, action and like action type movies, I think they just ask for a lot more from the actor, especially if they're the lead role. So to to see him already like I've done three ish movies, right, including Civil War, mm-hmm. right, and that's mainly just voicing. The stuntman was doing all the jumps and CGI, but like he's already done a ton of these movies including Infinity War and all that shit so like that's already way more than he that a a Marvel character generally has compared to what uh not even Iron Man I'm not gonna say Iron Man but compared to um Captain Marvel or fucking the Hulk the Hulk hasn't gotten a movie since because he just comes out other ones and he's lame 
So it's, it's not like, because of he's laying. It's because um, I know what they're doing, but it's it's, it's because lame, of Universal. Dude. Because um, people don't find out. Um, technically, Universal still has rights to the Hulk, but they only have rights to him in solo films. Right. But so I that's mean, like, why they allow. As long as he's with like other characters, he's like basically not like the main star. Like he's a supporting star. Right. But that's Marvel what's lame can about go, it. basically Marvel kind of went around the whole license agreement. Basically. Right. But what I don't. Right, but then okay. So, so then we got She Hulk. I mean, we got these. But what I like what Marvel Studios is doing is they don't have to keep pumping out movies. Let's do a TV show, kind of expand beyond the story, get build like the character development. Right, I just started watching Hawkeye. I still got to catch up. Where's La La? Because the new episodes are on every Wednesday. I'm loving how they introduced Kate Bishop into the MCU universe. I love it. You know, and I kind of like it. Kind of follows Hawkeye like more like from the comics as well. You know, and you know how he's dealing with it, like being dealing, like he doesn't want that fame. Yeah, he saved New York. Yeah, he saved the city. Like he saved the universe, but he feels like he just wants to be an ordinary guy. You know, wants to be with his family, but of course, his past always comes and bites yeah, him, bites like, him in the ass. It's so lame, dude. Give him a movie, like for that. That's like I know they should have gave him a movie, a cheap, but that's a cheap series. Like I don't know, like what I mean from the Hulk thing. They write it, right? They're the ones who writ- wrote the original stuff for the Hulk. They created the damn thing. And they can't even get his character in the big movies right. You know what I mean? They just can't. Like, I know, I get that... See, now you weren't a big fan of Smart Hulk. No, dude. No, he's just boring. You're the Hulk. You're not this, like, Oh, I'm in Bruce Banner. I'm like, I can't... I don't want to be mad because you're a freak out. And then when we need you, you're weak as fuck. It's just, it's dumb. Stop. It's just, it's really I don't for how much build up he has for a character who is already known especially with this stuff like you shouldn't we've gotten three movies in a row where he's just really just reserved and lame but that's why I mean when it comes to like they are the people who made the original source material and they got the they got the the steering wheel and then they still don't write that right. Now you have shows that are do, working on certain character developments, but other ones no. And you have... So it's like they're very streaky when it comes to whether they're going to be good on TV series and or good on movies. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you're going to introduce new characters, make the movies good or make the series good. Because what do you... You're not going to expect people to get onto your shit anymore like that. There's just too much to watch now. And if I get to watch Shang-Chi in a month or two after it comes out on Disney Plus for the $7 a month that you pay or whatever the case, why should you have to spend the $15 up and up that it costs to go to the theater? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And whether or not you're going to like them. If you don't like the movie, then you just fucking get out of it. And at the movie theater, you can do the same thing. But people are not going to do that because like, oh, I already fucking paid for the popcorn. I might as well just fucking watch it. I'm on a date. Like, I feel like, let's get out of here unless they really don't like it either. What happens if they do? But, you know what I mean? Like, this just... is just going to continue to hurt the theater industry and then the Hollywood and and Marvel movies. Which sucks, because we've seen the evolution of how it's really impacted cinema. And then it's like... They've done their big... Uh, what's the word for Magnum Opus with uh, and or I guess I would say Infinity War Endgame those two parts yeah because it was like a closing yeah. one the first like phase you do or... that and then it's like how can you follow after... that yeah it's like it's like with any musician it's hard to follow an album that's very successful especially when it's your first one out mm-hmm. it's very tough 
So with the, with Marvel, they've set a standard that nobody has set because they've done it. It's like, sorry, you've. It's hard to capitalize off of that. Or for instance, Simpsons. Same thing with their movie. Like I was kind of done after the movie, but I still love the Simpsons. But you know, like after the movie, I didn't understand. What was the point? Like, if Bob Burgers don't get their movie, and if it doesn't end and it just continues, it's just kind of like... Uh, I get a feeling like Bob's Burgers will be more like, um... I would say Bob's Burgers, the way they make it look like, I think it might be like a musical almost, because you know, it's like, they do like the... If you ever seen Bob's Burgers, sometimes they'll have like musical numbers, yeah, which great. I do like, and then they do like special musical numbers with the credits, which is pretty cool. Because so I think that's what they're trying to treat it as. When the that film does fun. come out, the film's gonna come out and say, "Yeah, it's gonna be like a you know a movie." But trying, the way you make it, it's like almost like a musical because they always have these cool sequences in the series. And I love Bus Burgers. You know, this movie is just pretty much you know an extended episode. That's fine with me. I can go to the theater and enjoy that as well because that's something I would do because I will enjoy it because I love the series. If you're a big fan of the series, yeah, if it's a film you know based on the series and you're a big fan, that kind of creates the incentive that hey, you have you want to go in the theater and check it out. Versus, you know, oh, at least you'll have this option. Like The Matrix Resurrection, it's like it's going to be interesting how that film, um, because, you know, it's going to be available on HBO Max. I think, is it this week or next week? I think it's next week, isn't it? The one that come out, comes out next week. It'll be on Friday on HBO Max. Luckily, Christmas is that time. At least we'll have time to watch it. Yeah. Because we can actually watch it and you can give an idea what, what it's going to be. So, we have, to, luckily, we have that option to see it at home. And, you know, that's something I want to see because it's been a long time since I've seen The Matrix. <laughs> you know, and I'm just curious to see how they... Because to me, it's like a resurrection, but it's the same time, it's like a reboot almost. Eh, it just kind of, I guess. Yeah, it looks interesting. But, of course, there's Marvel's What If. I know i got to see that series. I'm doing another season of it. They're, gonna do, they're working on Marvel Zombies, Secret Invasion. Then you got Miss Marvel. Miss um, Marvel coming out soon as well. She-Hulk. Like I said, they got a lot of these series coming out. Like It's like I said, it doesn't have to be like, oh, we have to do a film every year. We can do a series just to build up to it. Yeah. I mean. Versus just like, because that way you can make more time to focus on you know, the big event. Which, it's going to lead to possible Kane the Conqueror. Which like, he's going to be the next big bad. This is going to make his appearance due to the actions of Loki. Season, in the series, so Loki season one. Spoilers, yeah, if you haven't seen the series. It's a really good series. I can't wait for season two. Because, yeah. I, I mean, Tom Hiddleston is loving it, how his, how he, how his development of Loki is. How, you know, he became a villain and now he's become more redeemed, like a redeemed character. And then, um, Chris Hemsworth said he wants to keep playing Thor. He wants to? Okay. Yeah, I think as long as, I think, as long as Taco was, he's still doing the... The Thor stuff. Yeah, which, uh, he's doing the next film, which I can't wait to see it because they may have brought back Natalie Portman we get to see her version of Thor. Oh, man. Because remember, Jane Foster became Thor in the comics. Yeah. So we get to see how her version is. And I heard that she was training and everything to prepare for her role again. And, yeah, even Chris Hemsworth said, they asked him, like, will you keep doing Thor? Yeah, I'll keep doing Thor because I guess the way the title of is, he likes to keep the set fun and stuff and engaging. And he's a great person to work with. Hey, who doesn't love Korg? Come on. I love Korg. <laughs> His character, Korg, is freaking hilarious, so... I mean, we'll see how it goes with that. I mean, I mean, with Spider-Man, it's, like I said, I think what this is, it's got, I mean, even though Marvel and Sony will be sharing the revenue on this, it's also like, 
this is kind of Marvel step up. Like, hey, we got to do better what happened with Eternals. Oh, yeah. I heard that they're so good. Yeah. So, I don't think it's supposed to be coming soon. I think January to Disney+. Plus. Eternals? Yeah. Did it just flop in the box office? I don't know. It, it just... I don't know. I don't know because of people that haven't read the books. Or people that either had, you know, some kind of misgivings about the cast. I, I just feel like they're going to the Star Wars shit now. Marvel is. Where... Like they were, they were throwing a lot of it at once, and they expected everyone to be like, "Oh, well, this is a new movie now. Like you have to watch it if you're if you want to get back into the cinematic universe again." Now that we're back, it's like you got to watch these characters. But I think they that's just sucks because then they rest on their laurels creatively, and then they make it's like when they come out with these new characters, they really gotta fucking sell it, dude. And, like, a lot of these movies, they do do that. It's, mm-hmm. It becomes very mediocre. A lot of them are mediocre when you look back and see them. Like, Doctor Strange, I fell asleep towards, uh, like, the last bit, so I never saw the ending, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I liked the movie's cinematics and visuals. It was really good. Uh, but I fell asleep because I had a long day that day. But um, we went to see it. Uh, and I thought the enemy was boring too. It was just weird. What was it? A Mads Mikkelsen playing him? Playing one of the bad guys, yeah. Yeah, and he's always so great. He's a great actor, and like even that, sh- it's like some of the writing is a little off too. It's like there's a lot of a lot of these movies do come out kind of like kitschy, and then sometimes you have some some movies that come out very great, and I don't know if it's because like certain characters get that treatment. Um, I know they change writing teams too, but it's like. You have something like Saint Chi that does really well, but then you have Eternals, which has a lot of big box office names and does poorly. Where you have Shang Chi, all Asian cast, with some familiar faces, but like all lesser. Like it's a it's a movie full of minorities essentially, instead of like big name actors. But they all did their thing. They sold the the Shang Chi character and it did really well, so it's just like yeah. And to the point now, due to the success of it, they're possibly doing a series, possibly yeah, or see, another movie. Well, Eternals never gonna get that again. They'll probably no. get it too, but or they'll just get shoved into another movie like Guardians of the Galaxy basically is now. Like they'll get the next movie, but you're better off just shoving them into another one because they were very good in Infinity War. Like I know the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are. Volume three is gonna be yeah, it's gonna be fun. Like, then, when they have fun stuff with Thor, that's great. Like, they have their own separate Marvel shit now, which is cool that they're doing that. But it's, like, you're doing that, and then you're doing this new shit, and then you have series. I think it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that just, it fucks them up creatively, because then they just get lazy. And they feel like, you gotta keep up. And if you don't, then you're not really a Marvel fan. Or same thing with Star Wars. The last ones really sucked. And now... The series are better, but it's like people still want a movie. Uh, I just saw so like, just like and I saw the trailer for the book of Boba Fett. Oh yeah. my god, I can't wait for that. Looks cool. It looks really good. But that's what I mean. It's like we have better series for Star Wars now. Just it never happens, but it's it's awesome. Or I'm not saying it never happens outside of animation, right? Mm-hmm. But now we have some successful shows because they, John Favreau was great, and now we have the Boba Fett thing coming out. But it's like those are good. And then we have the movies that are just like, they throw all the money at it and it sucks. So I'm just kind of like, stop giving money to people who are done already creatively. There's just like, they need to take a break. Let's give somebody else a chance who maybe is a big fan or someone who can like do some shit with it that's not like shitting on everything, I guess. 
And it's not just like you're not just throwing something at the wall and ah, don't eat it up. It's gonna make you your money back. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. That's what I mean. It's like way to go, Disney. This is what happens though. Is that like big houses and they they take over and they want to make it their own, and then it becomes shit. The, the original product becomes shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Gets too big, becomes shit. Um, so it's just like. We get Spider-Man, becomes a thing, and it's good, right? It ends up being a good movie. And those Spider-Man movies take a lot to make, right? And then we get, like, uh, I mean, it's been done three times already, but it's, like, then we get, what's the next one? You said Doctor Strange 2 is going to be pretty close to coming out? Yeah, I think it's scheduled for, like, next year. Okay. That's probably going to be mediocre. It'll probably be decent. It'll do well. I mean, they got Sam Raimi directing. Yeah. It's cool, but like, okay. Yeah, you got you got the Ant Man three, right? That be that's gonna be fine. It's gonna be comedic because it's Paul Rudd. He's adorable. Who's not gonna like watching that movie? <laughs> and then we have what next? And then we're gonna probably get Thor. That's gonna be big too because everyone loves Thor, Love and Thor. Thunder. Yep, Thor, Love and so Thunder. So I'm just like, that's what I mean. It's always been. Whoa, wait till we'll come back. Oh, we're good. And then we suck for like three more years. And then we're back up. Oh, wait, just hold your body, guys. We're going to be really good. King Conqueror's coming in. Oh, wait, he's not Thanos. We don't like it. So it's just like... I know I'm being very, like, presumptuous. But at the same time, these... It's... I don't I don't know. It's going to suck not seeing... I don't want to see another fucking Spider-Man, dude. I just don't, like... I mean, if they do Spider-Man... Like I like I said, this kid already doing it. I don't know who else they can really get. I mean, I know he's pushing to probably bring Miles Morales like, into it as well. Like, if we do that, that's dope. I mean, I I mean they did do it right now with the animated movie, which I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Which it did, I was surprised when they announced the sequel to it. Um, it's going to be a two-parter. Yeah. So part one comes out next year, and part two is slated for the year after. And they always show like the first look of it. I do like for a fact, um, it's he's actually this time staying in his world. He's going to across. That's what's called Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. So basically, he's going like Gwen picks him up, and the way the first look is like he's in his room, and then Gwen shows up, and of course he still has feelings for Gwen, and they're going, ends up going with her, and of course they run into um, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, voiced by Oscar Isaac. Yeah. So it's just gonna be cool because I'm looking forward to see what rules. And I like the fact they kind of changed like the animation styles based on the universe he's going entering. So that's what I'm looking forward to because I mean the first film was really great because they brought all these other Spider-Mans from different universes in. It's a good movie. It was a good movie, and you know it's something that would be able to work with it and be able to do stuff more with animation versus trying to do it in live action because, like you said, live action kind of we're done with that. Like, it kind of makes it like you know they can only do so much yeah. and the limitations of your body while in animation you can get away with a lot of like physics and stuff you can get away with the physics and don't have to worry about that and you know great visuals but yeah so I'm excited I'm looking forward to Spider-Man No Way Home you know it's gonna be interesting like I said we'll probably have to wait till like a week <laughs> a week after to see it I think you know yeah because I know the first week's gonna be really tough to get tickets or even depending on the capacity they can have in a screen yeah. Due to COVID, you know that you know, especially you gotta go to the theater and they have like reserved seating and they can only sell a certain amount of tickets. But other than that, speaking of live action, um, of course, you know, Netflix announced last week that basically they canceled Cowboy Bebop after one season. Which to me I'm kinda of upset 
because um, because it's like Netflix pushed hard to have the series and to go and say, hey, yeah, thank you so much, we're done. Probably didn't do good. Yeah, the reading reports was I don't know how Netflix reads their algorithms when it comes to their shows when they're trying to give them a season or two because it's like you notice they had that trend where. I don't know how they read their numbers. Yeah, some of the dumbest shows get second seasons. It's like I'm saying, I don't know who reads their, who, where they get their ratings from, what, how they read the ratings, how they read the viewings. Because, I mean, right now I was online and there was, when people were found out that they announced the cancellation, so it was like a half, like a half consensus. Like most of, it was like back and forth, like why, just when it was getting good, we were, there were people looking forward to what the second season was going to bring, like if they're going to bring new stories. Hmm. Try to do away from the anime, you know, things that they could have done more. But now it's like, it sucks. I know most of the cast was upset about it. You know, the character who played Jack Black was, he was grateful for he got to participate in the project, get to watch the character, you know, got to play the character that he watched growing up. You know, Daniel Payan was upset too as well because of the work she put him through. Everyone, you know, because remember, John Joe got hurt. Midway through filming, and <laughs> they canceled it anyways. They put on hiatus and had to wait until he got yeah. better to come back. And we just when we got Ed Wernicke, Edward make um, her live action debut, and all of a sudden, you know, oh, okay. Because I got the feeling that season two would kind of had more delve into her, her past and stuff, you know, her how and Spike's recovery, you know. Because in the anime, Spike, <laughs> it's implied that Spike died, basically. Spoiler if you haven't seen the anime, but you gotta watch it. But here, like in the in the show itself, like they kind of tweaked it a little bit, trying to lead to possible second season. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know if it's because of the numbers or probably was the viewing numbers, possibly. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. Like I said, I know I talked about it before in the podcast when they debut. It's like to me, it sucks, and you know, it's a, it, it kind of lowers my standard of how the One Piece live action is going to be. That's one of my biggest fear because, like I said, the only thing I watch on Netflix is pretty much the original animes. Yeah, that sucks. And, and they got the rights to JoJo, which that was a smart yeah. move on their mark. They got the rights to JoJo because JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has a big following, has a big following in the manga wise, anime wise. For them to get the rights to Stone Ocean, in which is part six of the manga, but season five anime. That's the only thing that's saving them right now. And of course, you know, original animes like B-Stars, or Yasuke, or Castlevania, or BNA, you know, they get all these studios to come in and help bring these work great pretender. But if they didn't get JoJo, who knows how long Netflix will survive in the anime game. Well, look, they'll survive, but they can't, they can't keep making terrible adaptations. They just can't. Because, for a, I don't, I'm not saying Color Bebop is terrible, but for what it's worth, it got canceled for some reasons that I'm sure viewership isn't the only reason it got canceled. I'm sure they take into effect, or definitely into account, like whatever the fan reception is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, dude. Like even when I saw, uh, I followed the Netflix subreddit, mm-hmm. and they and they talked about it there, and a lot of the fans were like very. You, you're right, there are fans that don't like it, and then there's fans that did like it and they were ready to see how, where it can go, and they were, they were appreciative that that was even being made. But it's like, there's one thing like that, and then, and however Netflix judges it, because it's their stuff they put out, so they obviously, that represents them at the end of the day. And there were a lot of people who felt like it was lacking a lot of stuff. 
obviously I've never seen it, and so I can't account. I can't provide an opinion. Otherwise, it's just me. Like I'm, I, I, I mean, because you haven't like, seen the whole it, anime, that's why. Right, but I'm not gonna. I'm not even if I didn't see the anime and I just generally watched it. I can't. I would never be able to give it a fair, complete rating because I didn't see the source material. But like the people that were in that commenting in that thread felt that like, and there was people who said. It's like, as I've seen the anime, like, coming from watching the anime, they've said a lot of it didn't, a lot of the characters felt like they, like, they felt some of the characters weren't done as close as they could with the, the, the original anime. Obviously, the tweaks felt, they felt like certain tweaks just, it made them worse than what it could have been. But then there's obviously the creative, like, leniency you should give when it comes to adaptations, but... Overall, like, I can see why they canceled it, but, I mean, it can't just be viewership, too, because you had a lot of prominent actors in there as well. It seemed like it had decent reception, but it was only on there for... I mean, it's still on there now. We're talking like it already got pulled off, but, like, it was only a month, and they already was just like, yeah, we're not going to do another season. It's like, how did they... And that's funny, because even one of the writers that worked on the series... Said that they already had the season two scripts were written out. Yeah, he says And they even went on Twitter saying after the cast, was like, it sucks because you're going to miss some great things that we have planned. It was like, fuck, well, you know? Hopefully, maybe they can pitch it to someone That's else. what a lot of people are hoping so that another streaming service will pick it up. Yeah, maybe it'll go to fun That's why we would expand. Remember when Expanse was on sci fi and then yeah. Amazon picked it up? Yeah, and it's still doing good. So it's just like, yeah, I heard Or what happened with Lucifer, how it was on Fox, and then Netflix picked it up. Yeah, and people love that shit too. So it's just like. Them, them moving homes, I think, isn't as big of an issue as it was back in the day with just regular cable. Because, like, we have seven different streaming services that are not Netflix, right? We have Fubo, whatever. Now, Philo, there's Pluto. Everything you can do, think of, there's a streaming service to get. I Like, every podcast I listen to, there's a new one that's being advertised <laughs> that promises you all this. And you can still watch Netflix and shit on here, too. It's like, oh, great. Which is what we figure was going to happen eventually, but maybe they'll they can even maybe they'll be on HBO Max. Who knows? Like so, just because Netflix doesn't like it, just because it's their trash, it could be another person's treasure. Who knows, man? But like, it sucks to see that they got pulled off so fast. Because then, like you said, it could affect uh, what you feel One Piece is going to turn out to be, especially if you already have high expectations for this one. And then you're gonna go off, and you're gonna see this, and it's gonna be like how I felt about Death Note. It's probably I'm not gonna, I don't want to jinx it, but let's not hope that it ends ends up being like Death Note and just like a fucking snooze fest. Shit was terrible, but that's One Piece too, so it's like I don't know. That's something I feel like they yeah, because One Piece right now is still one. It, one Piece is still one of the original big three of Shonen that's still going on. Because remember the big three were Dragon Ball Z, were Dragon, were like Bleach. Naruto and you know it was Dragon Ball Bleach and Naruto and not Bleach I mean Naruto One Piece and Dragon Ball Z were like the big three and you know One Piece is still going on and you know with me that's what my biggest fear now is with that is because of, you know I'm reading the manga again I'm probably going to start rewatching the anime and it's a it's a long series it's a long running manga it's a long series that you can tell it has a big 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 fan base and would never say, oh yeah, we're going to do a live action version and they announce the cast. I mean, the cast announcement is not bad. I mean, they got a diverse cast. They're all young. The young, inspiring actors who 
have never seen before, so they're well known, so it kind of like works to their advantage. Because there's nobody well known, so this kind of makes, kind of creates an interest. You know, who are these actors? Who are they come from? You know? It's good to see that they, they got a diverse cast for what the creator wanted. He wanted a diverse cast for production. And they got it to the point he he designed the crew t-shirts for them. It was kind of cool. And, you know, now with this cancellation of the Cowboy Bay, like I said, now it's like I feel like all that pressure now is going to be on this live action version of One Piece. Even though right now with, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender, they're doing the live action from Netflix. And of course, the original showrunners were part of the show and then they ended up dropping out because of creative differences. See? Not a good start. So now it's, it's like, now that's like up in the air. But I mean, the cast looks really diverse and, you know, it looks real interesting. I'm looking forward to see that live action as well and see how well they do it better than what M. Night Shyamalan did when they try to do the, Maybe the movie. Do the second oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, my biggest fear is like, it's <laughs> hopefully doesn't do as bad. I mean, these young kids are coming in to play these characters. It's good, and these are characters in the manga. They're like, you know, Luffy was like seventeen when they set out to be a pirate. Nami was like the older than Luffy, um, and you know, Soro Sanji the older than Luffy. But it's like, you know, the One Piece has been going on since like the manga came out in '97, and it got adapted to an anime in 1999. I don't think we got it here in the West until like a few years after that. So it's like, you know. It'll be interesting to see how this live action is going to be. But like I said, on the Netflix, it's like, you know, that's why I try to watch, like, that's why I watch this, like, original anime. Because it's still, like, right now, when I read that, I saw the subreddit where, like, we're talking about anime, it's like, by now in the Western market, anime has contributed to a big amount when it came to entertainment. Mm. Like, now anime is, like, slowly on a rising. It's on a rise now. Because now that, you know, it got to a point when they when One Piece had that one thousand episode. You had billboards, originally billboards like in New York, billboards in California advertising it. When do you ever see the US advertising billboards for an anime? When? That's how big of an influence anime has had on the US, on the West. That's how they call us the West, you know. It's like it's become more of a big mainstream now. These people get bored of, you know, Walking Dead or, you know, <laughs> killing, people killing zombies or dramas and stuff. They want something different. Well, they just want a bunch of animation that's just comedy, right? That's like comedy or adult or for themes. Kids. Yeah. Because yeah. anime's technically not for kids. Like, anime's not for kids, you know. <laughs> yeah, anime's not for kids, guys. <laughs> it's more for more adults, but... No, because they want that sense of differences, you know? They want to be different. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, this, like I said, I was really upset when Kyle Bebop got the canceled because even the original anime got canceled. Yeah, I was show you, maybe it's, it was in the cards. <laughs> I mean, that's not good if the original gets canceled for no reason and then you get this show. Because the original anime came out in 98, so the standards in Japan were like. It was a curse. Yeah. A curse of the cowboy. And now it's like, and of course with code right now, even sports are getting affected right now too. Yeah. Because how many games were going to be on? Like, you know, the Bulls had to cancel like two games. Just two, yeah. But there was only there was only going to be like two-ish games for the rest of the week. So, shit. Oops. Sorry. And Beagle uh, just dropped the mic. <laughs> um. 
they're only had like two-ish games, but now it sucks because they're going to have to postpone them and then play them in the back half. But unfortunately, the league didn't set up the schedule like that this year compared to what last year was. Mm-hmm. Um, they had 72 games that they played last year, but they set up a part of the schedule so where they can play games if they were to be postponed. They didn't do that this year. So, just as our, just as the Bulls are scrambling as an organization to like track everything down and make sure the sp- they can contain the spread, unfortunately, like the NBA hasn't done much on their end to fucking even step in and cancel these games. They should have postponed them a long time, like ever since last week when like three more players kept fuck- like every other day was every day was a new player. Yeah, so they it's were like, not, yeah. Are you kidding me? But um. And uh, with Charlotte being another spot that another team that's been going through it, uh, Lakers report that the uh, Talon Horton Tucker got it. So now they're trying to contain that. And, hope, and he they just practiced yesterday, so it's just like it's going to continue to be where we're going to see other other teams get affected. Um, yeah, so they like the English Premier League. I think they report. So. I think English Premier League report about forty two cases of COVID. And Manchester United had, like, I guess somebody in the facilities had got COVID and they had to, like, close their facility. And then the game they were supposed to play earlier today got postponed. Um, I think Manchester was going to go on the road, but they had to postpone the game and stuff. So, yeah, it's slowly. And then did you hear about the whole Champions League redrawal? No. I guess they screwed up the first draw 16 because I forgot Manchester United didn't get put in the pool. That's uh, a potential pool. Yeah, so they had to redraw again. So they had to redraw again. So now we got the final matchups. Because I, I follow like I follow Manchester United and Real Madrid on Facebook, and they had to like say, "Oh, fortunately they had to redraw." But what's cool is now we get to see Real Madrid take on PSG. So Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo. We get to see them going to each other, and then apparently there's rumors that now there's rumors that Mbappe. I guess he's close to signing with Real Madrid. What? Yeah, they're by course, you know, the they, it's not going to be formally announced till before, like, I think, till January, I think. Because these matchups, these matchups won't be played till like January, the round so sixteen. So he's going to switch over. Yep. Wow, that's fucked. Well, I mean, you have Neymar, you got Messi. I mean, you got you know Di Maria. You got you know. Yeah, but they're not young. <laughs> Bob is young as shit. But Real Madrid found some way to. God damn it. Gets to join Karim Benzema as fellow countryman, so it's like, not fair. But you know, yeah, that was funny. Like with that as well, and, and the same thing with COVID. I mean, it's still prominent and stuff, and um, it sucks. And then of course, um, when we're on topic of sports, of course, you know, congratulations to Atlas from the Mexico League. They won their first league title in over se- well, second league title in over seventy years. So that's what uh, Pops told us. Yeah, they had 22 years since the last time they were in the finals was in 99, but the last time they won was like 70 years. And it went down to penalties, dude. It, like, what? literally, I didn't get back home. I, like, like, That's I went why to, you got home late? Yeah, dude. Like, the game started, like, around 8. And <laughs> yeah. they went to extra time. Like, it got to the point, like, basically, oh, yeah. Alice was down, like, 3-2 in global. They scored in the second half, make it one nothing, and obtained tied. They went to two extra times. Nothing. It all came down to penalties. And of course, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. And they won four to three on penalties. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was really interesting and like you know, great, 
great for a team that now I like for deck this year has been like in the Mexican League of Soccer. It's like it's been like you know these teams that haven't had so long championship draws winning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big Club America fan, you know, but it was good seeing these teams that had long droughts at least win a championship. Yeah, they never get to win in a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've been around. I always like their, uh, I always like their team symbol. That's why it's like. I kind of figured, and like speaking of Mexican League, um, we do want to close this podcast um, to play tribute to who is basically the the king, the idol, the idolo, the rey, the man, the man, basically king. of basically of mariachi music. You know, he who we talk about is Vicente Fernandez. Yeah. yeah, news broke out yes on Sunday morning. That he passed away at age of 81. Um, apparently he was finding this illness and they had to put him in a coma. And I guess it, he succumbed to the illness. I don't know if they had officially seen what he died from. But they said like months ago, months back that he was sick. Mm-hmm. But he really retired from singing. And you know, but the, the, it kind of impacted the, the whole like entertainment world. Of course, Mexican culture. But of course, international culture. Because... He was really well known. Yeah. Because he did films. He did films. Like every singer back then, they did films. Basically, like Pedro Infante, you know, like like a lot of them did that. And, um, yeah, they were good movies, too. They weren't like, never these like sloppy shit. Like, they were obviously like, kind of on the, on the key of like Elvis, right? He, he'd be on these like romantic ones and then these like more or less. Macho action romance movies. Oh, he's in a ranch. Like somewhere. these James Bondish kind of movies, but like, in a ranch. But it's on a ranch. Yeah, it's just like the, the most Mexican thing ever. But it's chente, you know, being like the ultimate like man of me- like the symbol of what a man is in, in the patriarchy of Mexico and shit. And so like, not only his and then but his music, his music, what helped I think. With his music is that it was very sentimental. It was just like even though the Macho Man, like he's like love is like the thing that makes him cry the most because he loves it the most. It's like there's a lot of like there's a lot of passion in his songs because he, he he you know it's a very because I guess Mexican men are aren't seen as vulnerable. Like I heard this on NPR, they were talking about it. Just how like he sang songs of vulnerability mm-hmm. because like men in Mexico aren't weren't allowed to be. These vulnerable men, like yeah, not, supposedly men cannot show weakness. Way. It cannot be. Yeah, they they show, gotta just like, fucking take it. And yeah, that's it. And just you can't say anything. And like a man is like, what is it? What like it's all? It's just machoism and stuff like that. So like you get, but then he sings about like you know how much she cares for a woman or how like he gets hurt by them, or he sings about like you know it's like insecurities, just like all these different songs and these things about love and like just like. Just so many good songs about like drinking and missing and longing for someone. Just like things, any like a man who's been holding it in for so long, he can't express himself. Like he was that voice for these people, and you continue to see our culture today be affected by his like symbolism and his like work. And just to see that it sucks that he's died fucking so suddenly. Well, I guess like out of nowhere. Technically, I didn't think he'd die in 2021, but it's especially, like, during these years. But, like, fuck. Um, I don't know. I think 81, it, it, it is old, but it is sad to see Chente go. Because, like, God, you hear his music everywhere. So, it's cool to see a lot of other um, people pay tributes and 
I went and saw his Spotify page today because I wanted to see how many people he had, and he's like at seventy seven million people stream a, a month on Spotify alone. So like, oh, wow, yeah, like seven point seven million. I want to say, and climbing now, I can feel it's climbing. But like, they have the black band on there. Oh yeah, it's all right now. Yeah. I was right now. Yeah, we're gonna page, really nice. like a little tribute to him and stuff. It's because mm-hmm. I mean, I when I went on Instagram, um, a lot. Of, People pay tribute to him on, like George Lopez paid tribute to him, um, Gabriel Iglesias because uh, he paid tribute to, uh, because he found out about it. Because remember, he talked to story in his one of his comedy specials. He talked about you know one of the last things he did with his mom before his mom passed away. That he was able to, you know, I guess the venue he was going to play the comedy show. Jeff was there, and he talked about how. They're the people that work at that place, the venue. They say, "Hey, you know, we got tickets. You want to go see Chente Live?" And he's Chente like, "He talked yeah. his mom because his mom's a big fan. He loves yeah. his mom." So, and the one thing that he was surprised to say, "Hey, do you want to meet him?" They ask him, "Do you want to meet him?" And they end up getting to meet him in person and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. It was in one of his conversations. I think it's on Netflix, and he talks about that story. Wait, one last... Gabriel Fluffy? Yeah, Fluffy. Oh, yeah. Oh man, never mind. That's my George. <laughs> oh my god What are you against Fluffy Oh my god What are you against Fluffy Nothing I have nothing against Fluffy He thought was George Lopez Oh my god no, great I, I just like George I, No I'm not gonna go into Politics of comedy Cause we can, I could do this all day uh, No I just Fluffy's not my favorite comedian So I'm just saying I just thought you meant George so I'm like oh that's cool But yeah That's cool too I'm glad Fluffy got to meet Chenta too not saying he shouldn't. <laughs> I think our parents got to go see him once too. I think they got to go see him in concert once. Oh yeah, our parents. When he came him. to Chicago, yeah, I think they got to go see him once in Chicago. I ended up like adding on Spotify. I ended up adding the my playlist, oh my like songs. I ended up adding the two albums of um, when he was live at Estadio uh, Azteca. We did a concert there. Oh, good. Of course. And he, and he plays all his hits. Yeah. So I ended up getting that because I mean. Yeah, it's because of all the years of, you know, listening to him because we constantly listen to him in the car whenever we were with our folks or yeah. went to a wedding and, of course, it's, it's a wedding. That's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere was Chente. Chente's playing everywhere. You he's, go to a he, restaurant, you're eating in a Mexican spot, he's playing everywhere. Funerals, he's playing. Like, everywhere. So it's just kind of like, fuck. I felt like if you heard, like, I was surprised they were even talking about NPR. So I was just kind of like, damn, that's when you know, like, he... It's like it, you know. It's like uh, I guess how people. I would hope people felt the same way. Like when Selena died, it's like that. Like that when they cross cultures, mm-hmm. I think it's incredible to see that. Um, I just wish people would fucking appreciate that more and, and be more like enthused about that side of of how well humans can really just get together if they just appreciate the that's like different cultures and like. Oh, this is a good song. It's fucking great. Like you just extend that. I'll like I guess branch. I wish people could be more. I guess charismatic about stuff like that. You know, it's like damn, Chen did I like or if uh, like everyone like or when Muhammad Ali passed away, like everyone was affected. Like you know, and that's all across. That's across everything. So it's mm-hmm. just, that's just across humans. So that's what I mean. Um, I think it just affects a little more when pe- like car- like people like this symbols of uh, artistry or like this kind of go away. Uh, but yeah, R.I.P. Chente. 
You will be missed. So I would say it's the only thing that we probably close this episode in a little bit with one of the songs that constantly kept hearing over and over again, even to the point where basically I, whenever I do karaoke, I like to play Chete. I do it for my parents, you know, because they love Chete. And I kind of fits that we better, we're going to close it out by actually playing the song. Even though we're on Anchor, Spotify does like own it. Hopefully, with their permission, they won't try to. They won't. They won't try to write us off. But like I said, it's kind of fitting just because we want to share not just the domestic audience here, but also the international audience. And definitely check out his music on Spotify or Apple Music or Pandora. You know, check out because he's a he was a legend. He was an icon. You know. You know, check out some of the movies he was in. And the movies. Hopefully, I won't be surprised to start putting his movies up again. Yeah, I hope so. He done a lot. He yeah. did a lot of like basically. I don't know if it was a norm back in the day, but a lot of like Mexican artists coming up that had to do films. Yeah, long did films or TV shows or films when they were kids. You know, just to get their you know out there. You know, but yeah, hopefully they'll show his films. I won't be surprised they won't. But I like him now. As they did like a little like tribute to him they did a moment of applause for him and they actually started singing one of his songs before kickoff which is actually really cool to audience. like the fans were, were singing in the background and like that was kind of cool and how they had fireworks and stuff for him and everything that was like because it, it shows how he much meant to the culture and the country itself so so before we start playing his new, like the song um, make sure to follow our podcast on Twitter at Pop Talking. You can fly, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash talking pop. Um, check out our merch store at spring.com slash store slash talking pop. Um, you can check out our podcast available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or any other podcast outlets. So, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll see you guys again next week because, of course, next week is going to be the, the Tuesday before Christmas, <laughs> basically. So, so far ado, we're going to close out the podcast. I'm playing you some chente. Otra vez Llegaría 
vamos hace tiempo, pero me llegó el momento de perder. Tú tenías mucha razón, le hago caso al corazón. Rest in peace, el ídolo, el rey, Vicente Fernández, de Cansa en Paz. All right, guys, um, that will do it. I'll see. We'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care. <laughs>